In a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia, and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. I've like grabbed them and brainwashed them into hating you. <laughs> Call your kid Tamagotchi. Oh, let me have this. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, we're going to discuss a great director. The director of such films as Jersey Girl, Cop Out, Tusk, Yoga Hoses, and even some good ones. Because on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for Kevin Smith. Yo, baby, you ever had your ass licked by a fat man in an overcoat? <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Wasn't that Clerks? No, I'm pretty sure that was Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Okay. Was it in color? I don't remember. I just remember Jay saying it. Uh, now, I'm just going to stop everything before we go forward. Cop Out was a good movie. Yeah, I didn't actually mind Cop Out. Cop Out was awesome. That's just Tracy Morgan doing his thing. And Bruce Willis not really wanting to be there. Yeah, and you could see it in the performance. Apparently there was a huge argument that they had publicly. Like Kevin Smith hated working with Bruce Willis. I have heard this, yes. Apparently he looked forward to working with Bruce Willis for ages, but Bruce Willis had no interest in really working with him. And so he begrudgingly was doing the movie Cop Out and just the whole time going like, eh, I don't want to do this page, cut it. Oh, wow, that's harsh. And so that's why it's Tracy Morgan talking a lot of the time because Bruce Willis kept cutting his own dialogue. I've just gone like, I ain't learning this shit. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that either. I'm just going to... Keep sit going. here and look Bruce Willis. Which I think ultimately made it better. <laughs> just let Tracy Morgan do his thing. I bet he didn't even have dialogue. They just like said, roll the film and Tracy just went. <laughs> that was just between the takes. Tracy Morgan did a great job. That was a fun movie. It was. And Sean William Scott was in it too. He was good. Uh, that's Stifler, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. It's a good funny scene with them all together. And then he just dies. Like you think that, oh, he's going to be there for the rest of the film because he's that level of actor and they've all gotten friends, and then, oh, that's the end of him. Okay. Stifler's dead. Stifler's dead. Someone tell his mother. I don't know. So you have Kevin Smith. He did start with Clerks, yes. which was a very indie movie and in black and white. You've seen Clerks. I have seen Clerks. I think I own Clerks. I think I owned a VHS of Clerks at one stage. Rock on. I probably still do. It's probably at my dad's place. I don't really claim any of the VHSs there because I've got nothing to play them on. One observation. My older brother actually made this observation 
observation about clerks. All they do is talk, which sounds like a really stupid thing to say, right? But like, they don't do anything. The whole time, they just stand there. It's just two guys standing there talking. Even when they do things, like play hockey, they're still just standing there talking. Yeah, it's a movie about talking. The whole movie, it's not talking while they do things. It's not cool dialogue. It's literally two guys standing there talking. It's like, that's the perfect example of good dialogue. Like, it's a movie where it's just two guys chatting and it's like, you know, like, let's talk about Star Wars. That's good dialogue. They even go to a funeral at one stage and then all it shows is them driving there in the car talking and then it shows them leaving the funeral, getting back in the car and talking again. You don't get to see any funeral. <laughs> it's just the talking. Most other movies would cut out the drive to and from and show the funeral. The thing that happened. This movie went the complete opposite way. Especially comedians will write funny dialogue and then they have to figure out a way to put it in the movie or like, well, what's something they could do so that it's visually spectacular to the eye. He's just like, nah, they'll just stand there and talk. I am confident in my writing. <laughs> One of the reasons why I picked this page is that Kevin Smith is actually an inspiration to me and probably, I don't know, probably closest to like a, like the heroes that I have, I want to say. I hesitate saying that and I don't know why, but I guess I do kind of. Because what classifies as a hero, really? Like he didn't save you from a burning building. No, but Clerks is why I wanted to be a filmmaker. Oh, really? When I saw Clerks, the first thing I thought was, holy crap, this counts as a movie? <laughs> I could make this. <laughs> Which, this is something you've told me before. There are two kinds of, like, in stand-up. You'll see, like, the top end of stand-up, like when Robin Williams performs, and you go, like, that is amazing. This is such a true art. I could never do that. Then you go to open mic, and you see someone just horrible, but still get a laugh or two, and you go, I could totally be a stand-up comedian. So Kevin Smith to you is like, wait, no shit, I could do that. Look how famous he is and I can do that too. What do you want about? His movie isn't even in colour. <laughs> Which, what a brave move. And it was just because they didn't want to spend the money on lighting. Is in the store that they were shooting in, it had a bunch of fluorescent lights and that would have screwed up the lighting and made it look bad. So there's like, you know what? We either have to replace all these lights and take out the fluoros or we just put it in black and white. And they're just like, eh, just shoot it in black and white. It's cheaper, it's easier, saves on lighting. Because the black and white is something that a lot of the artsy people will do. We're making an artsy film. That's why it's in black and white. And then it's like a bunch of weird crap because they're trying to be artsy to make up for the fact it's in black and white. Whereas he's like, no, 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 no. It's in black and white because that's what I can afford. It's going to be a bunch of dialogue. That's essentially a bunch of guys talking about comic books and off they go. And then the thing that I wonder is because the story they say about it is like it only costs 30 grand. And I'm like, it's a couple of guys speaking in a store in black and white. How did that cost $30,000 to make? <laughs> I'd assume you could basically make that for nothing, right? He yeah. knew the store owner who was letting him borrow the store for nothing. As long as all the crew are willing to work for free and you have access to the equipment. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably where the price went up. Uh, slave labor, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't pay any of my crew. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's your hero because he had the balls to be like, yeah, I'll make it in black and white and they'll just stand there and talk. Really what he showed was, I can be a famous director on dialogue alone. I don't need great acting. I'll get my drug addicted friend to just be on camera. 
I will stand next to him. And he does that thing, which I think all directors secretly want to do. He had the balls to be a main character, main-ish character with no dialogue. Yeah. Like he has like one line, a movie. That's something I've always wanted to put into our stuff is having me play a character that doesn't say anything so I don't have to learn any lines. I briefly did touch on that in Public Domain Confessions where I played a character in it that was the sound guy that would come up and hook up your microphone or something like that and you would say something to him and he would never reply. Came in the first time and Dracula says something to him and he just an eye roll. In the second episode, comes back and helps Merlin with the iPad. That's right, yeah. All without delivering a single line. And that was all done intentionally because I wanted to be like Silent Bob. (laughs) Louis, when he did uh, his show, Louis CK, when he did his show Louis, he was director and uh, writer and main star. He would go out of his way to do things where he would have as little dialogue as possible. There's a scene where he breaks up with a girl and he says nothing the whole time. She does the entire breakup for him. And it's really great to watch. And he basically did it that way so he wouldn't have to remember any dialogue. <laughs> like you think this is a clever scene because he's she's like, what's wrong? And he sort of like motions like, uh, but he doesn't say anything. She's like, are you mad at me? Oh, what are you doing? Are you breaking up with me? Oh God, Louis, you're breaking up with me. Do you really want to break up? And he's like, I, uh, yeah. and that's it. That's the whole, <laughs> that's genius. It's a great scene. See, now I look up to Louis CK. Oh, oh no, wait, I just remembered. Yeah, yeah, that was that. He did that thing. Yeah, still too soon. Damn uh, it, why did he have to do that? I was a fan. You can be the the non-sexual assault Louis C.K. That could be my thing. That could be your thing. Sadly, that's becoming a thing today. It's like, I'm the non-sexual assault version. <laughs> Uh, I'm just like him, but without the lawsuits. Think of how much you'll save on lawyers and stuff. Though I do say when I saw Clerks, I thought this counts as a movie sort of thing. I did really like Clerks. Oh, I should say that. Yeah. Because it sounds like I'm putting shit on this movie and saying like, this is a shitty movie. It's like, I actually really liked the movie. It's the dialogue. That's what I keep Mm. saying is that it's a movie that has got such good dialogue that's enthralling, funny, clever, insightful, that everything else is irrelevant. And I think that's the thing that Clerks was is a movie could completely rely on the writing. Yeah. The production value could be bad, but if the writing was good, then you'd pay attention to it and you'd like it. And it made me think like, well, if I'm just going to do that one thing really well, then yeah, I could do that. Yeah, we can write stuff. Yeah, I like writing. Writing's fun. Probably the first movie that I saw of Kevin Smith's though was Dogma. You saw that first? I saw that first. Before Chasing Amy? Before Chasing Amy. Oh, wow. I'd never even heard of Kevin Kevin Smith. So, and then wait. I see Dogma. And it's- so, the first intro to Jay and Silent Bob, you're like, why are these stoners in this God film? <laughs> you have no frame of reference. No, but I absolutely loved those characters. Oh, it was great. Yeah. No, I actually thought that they fit into that world very well. And when I heard that they were in other movies, I was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> And yeah, more rats. I chasing Amy. I think I saw first, and then I saw more rats. But I remembered more rats. Yeah, I think more rats is the better of the two. Yeah, well, chasing Amy uh, dealt with something more mature, whereas more rats is just funny. May I yeah, interest you in a was... chocolate coated pretzel? <laughs> yeah, more rats was a straight up comedy that just made a heap of nerd references, and also had a very long Stan Lee cameo. Yes, I think it's the longest cameo he's done in something, or at least has the most dialogue. Yeah, it's not just a, a walk on. Yeah, no, he's actually a character in it. That guy's obsessed with superhero genitalia. <laughs> 
and I think, was that the first one that they had Matt Damon and what's his name in it? Batman? Ben Affleck? Yeah, that guy. Was that the first yeah. one they were both in? Dogma was, yes. Wait, was Dogma before Morats? No, more, uh, Matt Damon was not in Morats, only Ben Affleck was. Are you sure? Yeah. Ben Affleck was in Morats and Chasing Amy and Dogma. Yeah, that, that sounds right now that you say it. I think Matt Damon has only been in one Kevin Smith movie as far as I know. I think he might be in the new Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which I haven't actually seen yet. I have not seen either, but I'm very happy. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that too. Because you see Jay's face and you're like, wow. They have playing Jay's daughter in it is actually Kevin Smith's real daughter because he's trying to help his daughter become an actress now. He's doing the uh, the Will Smith move. It's a Smith tradition. Yeah, it is. Got to keep it in the Smiths, right? Yeah. yeah. If you see someone who's Smith and famous, they're probably going to try and get their kid famous. Um, Except Kevin Smith has way less pull power than Will Smith does. Way less. He can't like get together a whip my hair back and forth video for his daughter. No, he cannot. Though he did manage to get his daughter in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, that's nice. Have you seen the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Is she one of the women who goes in and to stab and stuff? No, she's one of the hippie people who lives on the commune. Kevin Smith hasn't got enough pull to get his daughter talking lines, but she can be present for a scene where like Brad Pitt's in it. And so there's a scene where like they're standing and some other girl's talking and she's just standing there with her arms crossed looking at Brad Pitt like, you douchebag doing her best like acting jobs that she can do. (laughs) And I guess she nailed her part. Good on her. Yeah. (laughs) Well, her dad hired her. I mean, I I can't falter on that part in any way. I did believe that she was annoyed at Brad Pitt for what he was doing at that time. I can't remember the movie. Hey, if it was a silent film, she would be the star. Yeah. And you got to think about it, man. Like if Brad Pitt's standing in front of you and you've got to like look annoyed at him and like you don't want him to be here anymore. It's like, it's Brad Pitt. I mean, you're acting. You want him to be here. Yeah. There's no (laughs) way that I could pretend that. Yeah. It's just like, (laughs) like, like, even when they're like, Garth, you got to look annoyed. Oh my God. Like we should hang out. What are you doing after this? Look, man, I'm trying to do a performance right now. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Like by the end of it, he'd just look annoyed to be near me. (laughs) That's the closest we can get. And I'd suggest, should we swap roles? Like I'll do his lines since he looks annoyed at me. Can we do that? He did write a movie for his daughter. Oh, wow. This is Kevin Smith still. Yeah. In recent times, he's gone into different movies. He did a movie Tusk. Which I've heard that, but I've only heard the name, but I don't remember what it's about or anything. Um, Is it a horror? Yeah, I think. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it's a horror. <laughs> there Have is you some seen fun- it? I've seen it. There are some funny elements to it, but it's... Do you know who Justin Long is? Oh, yeah, that guy. He's that guy. He gets turned into a walrus. Yeah, that's... Now I know why I've heard of it. Because people went, hey, there's this movie, a guy gets turned into a walrus, and you're like, that's a movie? Hey, Kevin Smith strikes again. <laughs> is that what he does? He just goes, what's a thing that can't be a movie? I don't know, like a were-walrus? Challenge accepted. What's not a movie? Just a bunch of dialogue where nothing happens. Oh, I think I can make a career out of that, sir. Well, you know, the interesting thing about the movie Tusk is it was written on a podcast. Okay. Where Kevin Smith has gotten into podcasting and has many a podcasts. And on one of his podcasts that he does with a friend of his called Scott Mosher, and they call it Smodcast. Haha, clever. Yeah. The name doesn't make sense unless you know the other the guy's name is Scott Mosher. It's like if ours was called Beth. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I like it. That might be the na- name of our next podcast. It's <laughs> Beth. And people listen going like, where's Beth? Well, there is no female voice on this show. <laughs> I, f- I feel they're lying and underrepresenting. I think I know it's short for Ben and Garth. So for Ben and Garth, huh? Oh, uh, and they're gone. <laughs> but no, on the podcast, they were reading an ad that they found on Gumtree where someone was offering free rent to somebody and they could come and live in this big house. But what they wanted is for you to dress up as a walrus for two hours a day. Okay. And the reason was is because this person was stranded on a desert island for a couple of years and they became friends with a walrus. And since leaving the island, they miss their walrus friend and just want to bond okay. with someone dressed as a walrus. Okay, so while I believe that there was an ad that said that, I do not believe that that actually happened. No, it was known to be a hoax afterwards. Like, yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith completely bought it up and it captured his imagination and they started building this world of like, okay, Okay, so what would like this dude do and like and so throughout it with him and his friend they just go back and forth on this movie idea and start pitching ideas for it a lot of which end up making the movie so it is a weird sort of movie that you can actually listen to this episode of the podcast and hear them thinking of the concept for this movie before seeing it and then they went and shot it that's that's insane yeah which does sound very interesting to me because it also does bring you in on the process of just like listening to that episode of the podcast i'm like really that's all it takes you just have a bullshit conversation with someone and then eventually you can turn that into a movie tusk could only happen that way because if he was sitting at home he's like what if a guy had a relationship with a walrus and then he like tried to tell someone else they'd be like that's stupid go away you're done in hollywood kevin go home but because it was him and another guy and they're like oh my god here's the thing it happened organically and so the two of them have left they've had this time of pitching it back and forth and enjoying it they walk out like this is a good idea idea whereas no it's not i don't have to see it to know that's a bad idea i'm sure there was great dialogue Mm -hmm. (laughs) justin long's agent apparently said to him do not take this movie (laughs) your career will not work well after this (laughs) <laughs> and he took the movie anyway. Oh, good on him. And I haven't seen him in a movie since. So he may have committed career suicide to make this. So, well, yeah, a good movie always takes a sacrifice. During this movie, there is a brief scene where Justin Long's character, before he's been walrused, stops in at a convenience store. Because, you know, it's a Kevin Smith movie. And behind the counter is Kevin Smith's daughter playing the clerk. Oh, that's so nice. I wonder if he actually paid her to do it. Or- or if, like, if there are labor laws. Is she an adult now or is she a kid? I don't know how old she is. Like, is she a child or is she, like, maybe teenage to adult? She'd only just be sort of getting into that 18 now. Wow, Kevin's just been around that long. Because if it was a child, then, like, there's definite laws and regulations you have to follow to have that kid in. But it's like his kid. He's like, hey, you want some work experience? Come stand behind this counter. She was in Clerks 2 when she was a really little kid. Okay. Where, like, when Dante, the main character, is thinking about whether he wants to have a kid or not he looks in a house and sees like a little girl in a window that's actually kevin smith's daughter oh that's so cute also like it has a weirdly good cast that movie tusk because not only do you have justin long who's kind of a a big deal yeah he got even a more amazing deal of an actor where it's just like really this actor was involved in a movie where someone gets walrus generally if you hear walrus as a verb that's a good hint don't do the movie so i can tell you the actor give you your like like, what the fuck that guy did at moment and then explain the reason why which will make you go ah Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp person who can get real movies 
Shut the front door. What? <laughs> Johnny Depp, what did he do? He played a detective in it. Quite oh. a vital role. Which, he's Johnny Depp. He can get away with that. Justin Long, like, that's his career's dead. Johnny Depp is the Harrison Ford of Star Wars in, in this case. The only one whose career wasn't completely destroyed by the film. Mm. <laughs> Johnny Depp can do stuff like that. He can rock up and be like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hunting a walrus here. I just, uh, I'm just a detective. I'm just going to find out. Hey, Justin Long, how you doing there? Uh, nice knowing you. And off he goes. Well, you see, the main reason why Johnny Depp actually did it, and did it for like fuck all money as well, is because along with Kevin Smith's daughter playing a clerk, there's another girl playing a clerk along with her who is Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah, but I really doubt that's why he did it. He purposely put it in that his daughter would make more money for the movie than him. That's so cute. (laughs) And that was the thing. It was to push her forward because even the sequel, which spun off from that, which is a whole movie about those two girls, Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter, they got their whole other movie based on those characters. Like they're the new clerks. It's like clerks, but with women. Essentially. Genius. And Johnny Depp came back to reprise his role in that movie as well. Oh, wow. What was the name of that movie? Is that happening? Yoga Hoses. Okay, so that's actually happened. It's happened. Oh, wow. It's come, it's gone, it's done its thing. It's a whole history thing I was unaware of. Yeah, it didn't pan out. Yeah, if it was If it was a good movie, you would have heard about it. Because if there was like another Clerks, I would have. He tried to make his new Clerks a sequel to the Walrus movie that he made. Wrong line. He should have made it like Clerks 3 Next Generation. For Johnny Depp, let's just backtrack on this. (laughs) Johnny Depp doesn't need to pull in a favor. Yeah, oh, Kevin, can you get my my daughter into a movie and then maybe I'll do a sequel to Clerks? Anyone in the industry, if they went to them and said, hey, would you like Johnny Depp's daughter to be in this? Yes, we would. Put her beside Kirk Cobain's daughter. That's a box office smash. Is it though? Like, do people want to seek celebrities' kids? And then Liv Tyler will come down and give them the advice that they both need, being famous people's daughters. She's one of the success stories, though. Like, they're very limited. The rest all ended up like Liza Minnelli. (laughs) Yeah, and also Liv Tyler was doing something different than her dad did because her dad was the lead singer of Aerosmith. That's not acting. That's true. I I jumped on the Kirk Cobain's daughter, like, because that's the same deal as Liv. Yeah, no, the others are acting children. And then to go back to the Smiths, not the Kevin Smith, the Will Smiths, that is one family that proves that talent is not hereditary. I mean, Will Smith, possibly one of the most talented, like, performers out there. His kids, wow, they are really not. Well, yeah, they didn't have to fight for a living. And also, he earned that over a long time. Like, he started young and humble as the Fresh Prince, and he worked his way up, and he did a lot of things to get there. Because of how they're introduced to us, they could be really talented kids, and they could be the nicest people in the world. They could have been raised perfectly right to be the great. They could be exactly the same as him. But because they're introduced to us as these rich little kids who just jump the queue, which, I mean, he's a father. Of course he's going to get his kids to jump the queue. Any father would. But we're not going to like them because of that. And there's nothing they can really do about it. Do you reckon if you were super famous and you had kids, you want to get your kids famous? If they wanted to, I guess. Like, yeah, if kids want stuff, like, you know, what do you want? I want a fire truck. I'll get you a fire truck. What do you want? I want to hit single on the billboard charts. All right, I'll get you that too. I'll be back in five, kids. I wonder how much that cost. Like, they always talk about they bought a number one single, but it's like, how much did that literally cost? Like, if I was trying to save up for a number one single. Yeah, like, what's the actual dollar figure? Because Will Smith, what he did prove is that money and sway can get you anywhere. He had enough pull to get one kid in a blockbuster movie (laughs) beside him and another one on, like, charts. 
that everyone knows her song. I don't think she wrote it. I don't think she produced it. The only thing I truly believe, she said, I whip my hair back and forth and then someone modulated her voice. And oh then, yeah, a computer sung that completely. Yeah, and then they, because well, you can actually hear it. It's all digitally, like someone's mm. broken the voice down and done. Yeah, I whip my hair back and forth. It's like a remastered. It's not even a live singing. And somehow it's her song because her dad has the receipt for it. <laughs> it's mine, I bought it. See right here. Oh my God, it's so true. And that's the thing. And all popular music, every song on the Billboard charts is a bought song. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with talent. There's one guy making and producing all the, the hits. Well, he's talented. Oh yeah. But yeah, he doesn't, he's not famous. He's smart enough to go, no, no, they pay me and I move on. All right, so Walrus, that's a surprise. But yeah, I think Johnny Depp just wanted to have fun. Johnny Depp hangs out with weird people. Like, yeah. He's good friends with Doug Stanhope. Oh really? Yeah, like what? If you you listen to Doug Stanhope's podcast. I mean, not that you'd listen to any other podcast, but this one. Uh, <laughs> he goes on. He's like like a starstruck guy. Like I don't know why. Like yeah, I think it's just that he likes to get wasted, and so does Johnny. So if people like to get wasted, like because Kevin Smith is a renowned weed smoker. Yes, he is. So I think Johnny Depp just after the Rat Pack or the Brat Pack broke up. I think he's just looking for people. Like Robert Downey Jr. is not fun anymore. <laughs> so who else can I hang out with? Does anyone want to know smoke dope, do drugs, get drunk? anything I'll do it I don't care <laughs> what are you doing ever since Hunter S. Thompson died it's just been no fun no well I do know that Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter are friends and go to school together there so that, that's where the relationship comes from probably like their soccer dads oh, is that your daughter and Santa yeah that's mine on the wing yeah we should do a movie together yeah imagine <laughs> that going to like a famous person's school where like you actually see famous people dropping their kids off well like you know their maids or something yeah probably that but, but like they, the they parent teacher nights Events. I wonder when you see, like when you go to the school plays for that, there would have to be like a serious production, right? Because you've got like, if Johnny Depp is in the audience watching a school play, you kind of want to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break the fourth wall, sweetie. Come on, I'm not believing it. You've got to sell it to me. Could you imagine that looking out there and seeing famous people with like camcorders up, like <laughs> got their iPads out recording it. And you can assume it is like a rich person's school. Like this school would want for nothing. But even if it was the shittiest school ever, it would have the the best auditorium, the best theater <laughs> ever because like Will Smith would be there like, no, 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 I'll just donate some money so my kids can have a good theater. She's getting the lead, right? <laughs> Little Jaden's going to be the, the Technicolor Dreamcoat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be hard getting like the top part in that school play though because every famous parent is going up to the teacher going do you know who I am and it's like yeah I've heard this from like a bunch of other people who are just <laughs> as famous as you you're not special meanwhile like your dad's like an architect or something so you're at the school like well I want to be an actor but all they'll ever let me be is a sheep and I am actually better at acting than these guys like legitimately but that's the first taste of bitterness that a kid in a snobby school could feel well like my dad's a pretty big deal in the building industry big enough that I could afford to go to this crazy school but there's no way I'll ever get a speaking role in our plays doesn't matter how talented I am I brought tears to my drama teacher's eyes everyone agreed even little um, whatever Kevin Smith's daughter's name is her name is Harley Quinn like the comic book why do character. you make up things Ben <laughs> there's no need to lie okay we're all friends here Harley Quinn Smith that is totally believable because of who he is he's such a comic book nerd that I'd believe he'd do that completely true Wow, you got to do 
do some stupid rich people stuff. When you're famous, you can't call your kids something normal unless you're literally calling them something normal. Yeah. That has to be, <laughs> and it has to be spelt weird. Yeah. With a bunch of extra like E's and there's like, you know, the accents above all the vowels. Yeah. <laughs> something normal. Like you'd read it like a semi-nemenanal. It's something normal. Okay. Learn to read English. Uh, and mind you, if your name's Kevin Smith, you'd go all out. Like your kid gets a good name, like a name that will not be repeated. Yeah, you don't want to go like Kelly Smith or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no. Although there's the other route. George Foreman, famous heavyweight boxer who I think he's had nine kids. All of them are called George Foreman. Huh. He named all his kids. I think there's like George, Georgie, like they do things like that. One of his daughters became a boxer and now there's a, a female George Foreman fighting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so he just went, no, 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 it's about me. This is all about me. I'm going to have a bunch of kids. They're all going to have my name. There will be no distinction. I mean, that's really easy when it comes to naming them then. You don't have to really think of anything. It gets complicated later <laughs> when you've got nine kids running around the house. And you want to have nine little Garths running around? No, one Garth is more than enough for this entire universe forever. <laughs> I'm very adamant on this. There needs to be no repeat of me. <laughs> I don't see a reason. I've never looked in the mirror and gone, you know what this world needs more of? That guy. That will make things better. No, no, no. It can only get worse. I don't know. Are you expecting me to argue against you? No. I'm, <laughs> if anything, I'm, I'm waiting for you to say if you would or not. Like, go on, Ben. Tell me you think the world would be better with more of you. No, I have no plan to reproduce. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, no, I, I got to keep the time to make podcasts. You know, valuable use of my time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this is just as fulfilling as a child. And you see, this is the sacrifice we make for you listeners. That's mm. just for you. Yeah, unless I get famous, then I've got to have a kid so I can force them down your throat. Oh, Garth, we've got this new uh, member to the podcast now. <laughs> Little Jaden Graw. <laughs> what stupid name would you give your kid that you're not going to have? You should pick something that is of the now. Like, like I'd call my kid Tenant. <laughs> After the movie. Yeah, which I haven't seen. <laughs> and then you see the movie, you're like, shit, really? That's the kid's name? I don't like you anymore. Uh, hey, good news, kid. You will be the best Tenant there is. <laughs> this movie sucks. Or you've got a lot to live up for. Yeah, look, I gave you the best name there is. But in like three years time, no one's going to get the reference. It's like calling your kid Tamagotchi. <gasps> Call your kid Tamagotchi. <laughs> Tamagotchi. If it's a girl, it's even Tamagotchi. A, that's even a dated reference. That's kind of a nice name. It is. Like, well, I don't know what it translates as. It could be horrible. Yeah, it's, doesn't that sound like a nice like? Because also call my kid Green Day. Yes. Oh, only emos would really know. The, the other reason generation. that jumped to me because I was thinking Evanescence. <laughs> Evanescence. Oh, that's a nice name. It is. Not a great band, but a, a nice name. Well, I like their name. It's a nice sounding name and only a very small percentage of people would know. Oh, I'd call my son Cole Chamber. I know someone who around 99 named their kid Anakin. Oh, well, because of the prequel. Yeah, because episode one had just dropped. So they called their kid Anakin because they liked the name. Wow. That's a terrible thing to name your kid after. And it's just like if your kid turns evil, then you, you kind of ask for it. <laughs> you know this happens. Because it's just like, that's Darth Vader. You know it's basically Space Hitler. It's like calling your kid Adolf. Yeah, which, yeah, not a very popular name anymore. No, that name and that mustache just died with him, didn't it? Call my kid Gaga. After Lady Gaga. Yeah, but it'd be a boy. Yeah, just give him a stupid, like, this is what you got to live with now. Enjoy. <laughs> See, I wouldn't mind Gaga because then I'd have Gaga Graw. Gaga Graw. Oh, that's great. <laughs> this is really great alliteration in that. That is a great name. And it kind of sounds like lyrics to a Lady Gaga song. Gaga, Gaga, 
<laughs> Can't read my wiki face. Back to Kevin Smith, though. Have you seen the Clerks TV show that he did? Oh, the cartoon. Yeah, that ran for like exactly six episodes and then never came back. Yes, I have. There was one good idea from that show that I thought was funny. They did a clip show for their second episode. That's the only thing I actually remember about it. Mm. Like they, they started a cartoon and then the second episode is just like, hey, remember that time? You're like, wow, they're out of ideas already. And it's like by the time they get to the third one, one guy's getting angry because that was last week again. Like there was more times before last week. <laughs> At first, like I get that he's trying to be clever, but it just came across to me like he got given a cartoon and had no idea what to do with it. <laughs> like, I guess we just do a, can we do a clip show already? Let's do a clip show. No, it'll be a fun thing. No, no, it just kind of was annoying. It also was a show that got pissy at its own audience because in the last episode, it started with like a Q&A with people like complaining that it's nothing like the movies. And yeah. in the movies, they stay in the store all the time and yes. they should make the show more like that. And so in the last episode, they make a big deal about like all this crazy stuff is going on outside. And it's like, no, but we're going to just stay in the store. I remember that. It's all coming back to me now. And so it was kind of like pissy with its audience to the point where like everyone's like, well, fuck you. Just be canceled then. Can we all agree this was a mistake? Yeah. I didn't want to do a cartoon anyways. They brought a truckload of money to my house. I said, okay, I'm just trying to figure out a way to make them cancel me. <laughs> I always thought the mistake with that show was making it Clerks. Is it should have expanded out because all of those movies you had Clerks, Chasing Amy, Dogma, More Rats, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. They all took place in the same universe. So to expand it out to like a town like that and center the show more around Jay and Silent Bob and have them interact with the different characters from all the different movies, I think it would expand the cast more where you could have more diverse stories. And then people wouldn't always be expecting people to stay in a store. Then you're making something new when you do that and you then have to get the different people to cross over and in and out. Uh, yeah. Voices. That is also a problem when some of them are like voiced by Ben Affleck and stuff like that. Although it is kind of like heartwarming. It does give me a warm feeling that you can go and do a cartoon that gets cancelled after six episodes and still go on to be a very successful director. Like, that didn't kill him. No. He went and did that and went, alright, let's do some other stuff. People were like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we all agree that was stupid, but let's let's do something else. That's fine. Probably the most memorable bit for me in the cartoon is there is a point where, as a gag, they have Patrick Swayze and they get the worst person in the world to do Patrick Swayze's voice. Gilbert Godfrey? Yes. How did I know that? That was just purely from your description because who is the worst person to do any impression? Gilbert Godfrey. He's always the worst. That's what's so great about him. He has got the market on being the worst. I'm Patrick Swayze! Exactly how it sounds too. He does not do a Patrick Swayze impression. He does not attempt to do a Patrick and Swayze impression. He's just Gilbert Godfrey saying, hey, I'm Patrick Swayze. And somehow it works. <laughs> oh, that's the genius of him. Uh, he figured out if you just yell and squint, everything works out. And that's where I go to when I need someone to yell and squint and be Jewish. That's a shtick. He leans into it. And I've seen that before where you see a cartoon where they have like Sylvester Stallone and someone's like hey I'm Sylvester Stallone and that's like not even attempting the voice but you sort of go like eh okay this person's got a bland nonchalant voice when it's someone who has this recognizable voice as Gilbert Godfrey you just hear it and go wait that's the parrot from Aladdin <laughs> 
But I'm always a big fan of any time you put Gilbert Godfrey in anything. Everything is better with him in it. I love him. Yeah, that is true. I'm not going to argue that. Oh, he's a funny man. Do you know that Kevin Smith also had a TV show for a while or a reality TV show for a while? Really? What was it called? It was called Comic Book Men. This is like where they talk about comic books or is it like people come to him and he's like the, you tell me what it is. <laughs> Essentially the quickest pitch for that is it's porn stars in a comic book store. Oh, people bring in memorabilia and they talk and they, about what's valuable. Yeah, and they try and sell it to the people. Oh, okay. And they haggle over price and, you know, give you like, oh, this is what this item is worth. And, okay, you know. Antiques Roadshow, but for nerds. Yeah, essentially. Instead of old English people. I think it ran for like five or six seasons or something. Wow. And not bad for just giving your friends a TV show. He would just turn up and do like little in-between bits, but it was mostly just the guys who ran the store, oh. which are his childhood friends that he just gave a comic book store to when he got famous. Son of a bitch. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah. Was one of them a... Uh, an ink person? Like, did he do shading? <laughs> uh, no. Nah. But that would have been a good Morats reference. Oh, no, Chasing Amy reference. Because they all exist in the same universe, and Jay and Silent Bob brought a lot of stuff together, mm. I get confused which, which is in what. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you do have, like, at the beginning of this, I said that he was a part of like many different podcasts because I think he had his podcast Smodcast that we already talked about he also had Hollywood Babylon Edumacation Fat Man on Batman yeah. and I think like two others that I can't remember now okay so he was like on six or seven podcasts that he was doing plus he also had some others that he produced where Comic Book Men was taken from the guys who were in that had a podcast called Tell Em Steve Dave okay which none of them are called Steve Dave or Steve or Dave in it at all. Okay, is that a reference to someone? It's a reference to the movie More Rats where there's apparently a scene where they're walking where these guys who are friends of Kevin Smith's from like, they went to school together sort of thing. I think it was just after he left school, but friends from before he was famous essentially. They walk past the set as extras and they had the line tell them Steve Dave <laughs> and they're just saying it to somebody and so that was their one line in a movie so they just made that the title of their podcast i love it you can make a career out of a one line and in a movie even that one line has the history of the line was given to them as a private joke because they knew a guy who owned a comic book store but they didn't know his name had it limited down that this guy's name was either steve or dave but they didn't know which <laughs> So, so the joke can... then became to sort of like try and say sort of both and go, oh, thanks, Steve, Dave. <laughs> and then it just becomes this thing. You're like, oh, that's cute that he had a, like an ongoing inside joke. Yeah. Oh, for just his friends. He got a TV show and a comic book store out of it. Get your shit together, Ben. And they didn't even want to be famous. Oh, so begrudgingly taking it. Well, this is the thing. Even when the dude, the main guy who in the comic book men show, Walt Flanagan, um, when he was first called up and said like, hey, you're thinking of shooting a reality show around the comic book store starring you he just hung up the phone yeah piss off man and then when like Kevin Smith called back to you it's like hey, come on it's just like I don't want to be like Snooky <laughs> speaking of dated references I know I don't want to be Snooky because also they're from New Jersey yeah so that's like the closest reality show they had was uh, Jersey Shore but this is the non-Italian Jersey Shore so that kind of annoyed me that he got to be on a TV show and he didn't even want to maybe that's the secret Ben, I don't want to be on a show, all right? Look, I'm hanging up the phone on you right now. I don't I don't want it. <laughs> Hurry up and get one and put me on it. Damn it. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I tried. I don't know. If you had to be 
on a reality show that's based around a job. What job would you want to do? Oh, like you have to do the job the whole time. Because you don't want to do it around your job. Would you want like if- Hell no. If tomorrow at work cameras showed up and been like, we're going to make a TV show about you being an accountant. It would have to be like the office and everything works around the fact that the job is boring as hell. No, they're getting into the logistics, Garth. Uh, It's actually more about the paperwork than you. I could do that, but no one would want to see it. I wouldn't get the fans I'd want. You know, where you're like, oh, this is actually really interesting because normally this isn't deductible, but in this case, what happened in my life? And what's funny is because there are podcasts and like people who, like in all career and uh, like anywhere that's an occupation, there are people who do podcasts about accounting or there are people who do podcasts about graphic design or other careers, construction. There's podcasts on trains where people talk about infrastructure for trains. Yeah, well, that's what I figured. We'd either do one on Wikipedia or trains and then I flipped a coin and we ended up doing Wikipedia. I remember the heated discussions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I hung up the phone and that's why we did Wiki Review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hindsight, maybe we would have done better with the trains. How do you have an episodes about trains? Like at least Wikipedia, we've got like constant topics we can keep refreshing. But oh, it's what are we up to? Like 90 something episodes? I couldn't I couldn't still be talking about trains, dude. I'd be like, I ran out of things like in episode four. Well, that's the thing. Like these people, they work in the train industry. Like they organize what's going to happen. New rail's going to be built. New trains are going to come be coming through. Uh, I don't know. They'll put a new pole in the trains. I don't know. They know. <laughs> they do this every day. Everyone has a job that you go to and stuff. And every day stuff happens in that job. And some people do podcasts about it. So you can do it about anything. Oh, yeah, and but- it'll be wildly more successful than, I don't know, this. Yeah, but the question was, like, if you had to do a reality show. What a- job? I could do any job. job. See, yeah. I reckon I would want to be an astronaut. Oh, no, I would not. I don't know. If you heard, hey, there's this new reality show coming out and Ben's going to be an astronaut. You you would tune into that. Like, I'd I'm sh- going to fuck that up so badly. Oh, I might I'd, die. I'd tune into that, but <laughs> that's watchable. It's what I would want to do. I don't want to be an astronaut because apparently going out in space doesn't feel very nice. Like, yeah, the, here the it makes you time, nauseous. I hated hearing that. It bummed me out. Like, it gives you a migraine. You feel like you're going to throw up and your head's just full of blood the whole time. You don't feel very good. Everything's abnormal. And you got to go through, like, all kinds of weird stuff to get there and, like, the G-force and stuff. And it's scary. And, yeah, you could die. And especially if you're on board, everyone is going to die. See, I would be annoyed, like, if I was strapped into a rocket, like, they're doing the countdown about to be launched into space. I would be sitting there thinking, literally every movie that I've watched tells me this next thing is going to be horrible. (laughs) I wish I had never seen any of those movies. I would rather be surprised with that. Like, I don't want to go in expecting that because that would terrify me alone. Because the joke is that even hardened astronauts have trouble taking it. And it's like... I'd be sitting there going like, well, look, just blow up on the pad. I don't want a problem to happen later. Just have the problem now or just be fine. I didn't even think about that it could blow up on the pad. Are you just talking about the G-Force? I was just talking about the G-Force. Well, the good news is you most likely just pass out. Is that good news? Well, you're not there for it. You'll wake up in space. I would be worried that I don't want to like scream and seem like a pansy in front of the other astronauts. Oh, but that's good footage. We need that. No, I I probably will, but I will be trying (laughs) my hardest not to. I'm tough like you guys. (laughs) Ah! The whole way up.
<laughs> yeah, I'm just saying if they got the thing that I'm meant to pee into in my spacesuit, you'll want to install it before we take off. Yeah, I, I need a catheter. Yeah. It's very important I have a catheter. Because then you imagine you're in space and there's just like, also there's like a turd floating around your helmet. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just in there. <laughs> just, Look, it's just there till you get back to Earth. Just make sure it doesn't get in your eyes because you can't do anything about this. <laughs> Literally nothing. You can't touch it with your hands. You can't open the suit. And if you try to move it, it's just going to make it go everywhere. Back on Earth, you're watching the show going this is genius <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever like you will be scarred for the rest of your life but that's about 25 minutes of the best entertainment you'll ever see my immediate thought is to go to stand-up comedian because i'm thinking about what would i enjoy doing something like yeah follow me around although i say that when i'm trying to get stuff done it's not good to have a camera around and when you're having a freak out moment like because things are tense and you just like look i've just i got to get things together and there's someone with a camera like hey can you stand in the light hey fuck you that's the problem with the reality show format is everything that you would not want to be filmed is it's the filmed. stuff that is the show. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point of it. In fact, they wouldn't even show the onstage bits. No, they would show like little snippets of that, but like half an hour of you freaking out backstage. That's all. That's the whole show now. And if you bitch about anyone, oh, that's making it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's... always making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't think of anything that'd be good. Uh, superhero, maybe. Oh, oh, I'd be a cop. I would watch that. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Like, there's two sides of it. My complete incompetence, and there is that slight, like, there is a good chance Garth would shoot someone. I would want the twist to be that they give you a gun, but the officers that are with you, they don't have guns. <gasps> so if force is needed to be used, I'm the gun they guy. have to rely on you. They have to ask me. <laughs> and we all know that my, like, would I shoot someone, would I not shoot someone? My morals and uh, ethics for that are very different to other people on a general basis. So, like, there are times where... I would be like, no, I'm not shooting them. Garth, you seriously, like, force is needed. No, 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 you started it. You figure it out, man. That's, this is on you. But then there'd be other times that, like, just like, bang! What'd you do that for? Oh, he deserved it, guys. Come on. And I'd go straight to sleep afterwards. Like, nothing on my conscience. Yeah, I just shot a man in the face. All right, nap time. Like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved it. That's what happens. It was just a speeding ticket. And that wasn't even the guy we pulled over. Yeah, no, he was in front of the guy who was speeding. The guy, the guy is speeding, all right? That's none of your business. Get out of the way and let him pass. You're there doing the speed limit. I get that. Good for you. But let the guy who's in a hurry go past. Why do you have to be in his way? You are going out of your way to be a horrible person. You are what's wrong with society. And you know what? I don't care you're doing the speed limit. The world would be better without you. Bang. There it mm -hmm. is. And then I go to sleep you know have a little nap <laughs> in the back of the cop car on the way home i'm just so tired justice is served <laughs> so you know that's a great show yeah you being a cop would be good oh it would be terrible yeah i think that'd be good in a lot of different ways i'm bound to get pepper spray in my face like that i would administer i, I was just thinking that there'd be a point where i'd just be like can we give garth pepper spray and like why because i am 90 percent sure if you give him pepper spray he will accidentally spray himself in the face the amount of times i've gone to put deodorant on under a shirt and it's only hit shirt <laughs> I think that I would be terrible with pepper spray. Like I've just got this weird stain on my shirt because I don't understand how aerosols work yet. <laughs>
Ah, my eyes. Now, Garth, it's very windy, so we suggest you... Oh, he's already done it. <laughs> oh, and a taser. This is, once again, more dangerous for me than anyone else, but I would definitely show up at your house, just like every episode. Yeah, I would be nervous seeing you with a taser. I'd just always insist on holding it at all times. Like, Garth, can you put that away? No, it's fine. I got complete... Oh, sorry, bro. Or I'd insist on, like, I'd be holding it, and, like, I'm always just, like, got my hand on you at some point, so I'm going to zap myself, but you're going down with me. <laughs> I'm like sitting there getting electrocuted as you're apologizing and it's like, I'm sorry, but oh wait, I should take my finger off the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do wet yourself. Look at that. Hey, can we get a close up of the urine stain? Good job, guys. This is a great show. Then Garth uh, the cop goes into outer space with Ben the astronaut. <laughs> they gave me a gun. No! <laughs> So I got to sit here with my finger in this hole the whole time because I let my gun shoot. <laughs> like having a gun in a plane is bad. The worst place to have a gun is an is a space shuttle out in space. Garth, take the bullets out. We don't have any more spare fingers. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, everyone on the crew is just sitting next to a thing. Just like with finger a finger in. in a hole. We've tried filling it with other stuff. It only works with a finger. Can anyone reach that food? No. Oh, wait, maybe my gun can get it close up. No! Bang! <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, I I unleashed my pepper spray. Mm. I was just floating around the room. <laughs> oh, look at that cloud just heading to everyone's eyes. You can't just get rid of it. It's going to be here the whole time. Just move around it. Oh, it's following you. Oh, that's not good. Imagine that, like, in space, like, this cloud is just following you, and it's slow. You can see it, like, moving towards you. You're stuck in there. You can't move away from it. Mm. You can try and move around, but you'd create an air current. But there's no gravity, so it's just going to float there and stay there and not dissipate. Uh, we're up in space for another two days, and you know that if you go near that cloud, it's going to hurt. I think getting pepper sprayed in space would add an extra element that I don't fully understand why it would be bad but I think it might kill you. Can you sneeze in space? I imagine so but that's what I'm thinking. Like things probably wouldn't work properly. Because how much of your body relies on gravity? Because that's the problem with why the blood goes into your head because your heart is like really close to the top of your body mm. because to pump it down to your legs it doesn't really need to try that hard because gravity does most of the mm. work. Yeah your it. whole body is designed to pump blood up because it's fighting gravity. You take gravity Anyway, it all just goes up there. Well, it's not that it gets stuck up there. It's that the blood is evenly distributed because, you know, usually it just naturally descends down. So your head's used to not having that much blood. But you've got a lot of space for blood. Like you hold yourself upside down. Like how quickly does that become a problem? Yeah. You can actually pass out from that. Well, this is a halfway thing. So, so yeah, yeah, I think sneezing because your head's already inflated. It'd be like, you know, when you got a migraine and you sneeze, that's what I imagine it would be like. Apparently eating is very weird in space because you're a soft requires gravity. Like, you know when you get something stuck in your throat? Because you can eat upside down. That is a thing. People can eat upside down. Yeah. But if, yeah, your body is generally not okay with that. <laughs> it doesn't like it. No, and there'd be certain foods that it really wouldn't work with. Yeah, so if you're curious about what it feels like to eat in space, just hang upside down and eat something and be like, huh, that's weird. Because you be can eat. Like, it doesn't, it's not completely reliant on gravity. Yeah. I think it's got some, like, muscle. Well, it has muscles, thing. but then you would actually feel it would be like lifting weights with your esophagus. Yeah, I wonder if those people have like strong esophaguses from... I don't know if it is actually the esophagus. I think the esophagus might be the, the breathing one. That's the trachea. Now, isn't the trachea the, the little thingy, the flap that does it? No. You could be completely right. In fact, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay, let's go. No, I've that. seen every episode of House. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm pretty sure yeah, the esophagus is the food tube and the trachea is the breathy tube. You know, know what the flap is? It's in the show notes, people. So what? Now I got to Google the flap's name? Yeah. I love how you give me like homework for the show notes. Well, usually you say that and I'm like, all right, I, I get how this works. We say stupid things. This sounds like a stupid thing. Yeah, it's funny when like I'm putting the episode together like last second and I've got like, uh, I want to get it out in the next couple of hours. And usually it's me who does it, who just goes like, this obscure fact will be in the show notes. And I'm just there going like, oh, fuck you now i gotta find this and then i jump on google i'm like all right what's the real thing of this <laughs> now it's my fault yeah you're more the one if like you say something that i'm just like i'm pretty sure that's egregiously wrong yeah and then i google it and go yeah what a surprise it is the one i missed was your oh what was the one we clavicle said for- clavicle yeah it's not a uvula mm. i did realize though i probably spot your mistakes more than mine because you i assume everything yeah that i say is true and that's straight back at you even though it's egregiously wrong probably most of the time but you don't know because that's your truth and the amount of times i've corrected you incorrectly as well no no no, it's this ben and you're not confident enough on the spot to go no actually it's this but then you go in the show notes like you have to do the research you're like no i was totally right what the hell is he talking about more often than that when you disagree with me it turns out that yes i was wrong but your answer is also wrong (laughs) (laughs) and it's this third thing this thing that neither of us knew about (laughs) and then i learned something new while researching for the show notes. And there we go. We should oh. do like a hindsight. Wiki review hindsight. We'll just go through and do the corrections from every episode from robot onwards. It'll be like Newswatch, but for like just two idiots who aren't newscasters. And we're correcting ourselves. <laughs> the podcast episodes would probably go longer than the episodes of Wiki Review themselves. Because we, we just throw stuff out and then it, it's so detailed it's hard to... Yeah, I, I know I've learned from this podcast that I can throw out things that are completely inaccurate accurate but if i say him confidently everyone believes me like that's not actually true at all but i believed you because you said it <laughs> that's a paradox doesn't it is matter. a little bit it doesn't matter point is yeah that, that would be fun to do a reality show did i ever tell you about the reality show that i was writing with our friend zach no you, uh, wait you wrote a I, I say show? this like sort of with like air quotes around it because okay. it was sort of more a joke that started going back and forth between us and not something that either one of us seriously wants to produce we know he made a tv pilot at one stage and he was trying to pitch that to networks and he sent me an article that bummed him out that was talking about the show love island and about how that's the future of television and he's like well if this is the future of television i'm completely fucked and so from that we spun off all why don't we just ditch the whole like writing a show thing and just make our own reality show and call it slut island and that's essentially what love island is i've never seen this show but that's my understanding it's just a bunch of people hooking up and so our reality show is just a show that doesn't bury the lead or try and deny what it is. We just cast people who just fucking fight and that's all they do. Jersey Shore. Pretty much. Okay. So that became like our thing of just like, well, if that's where TV's heading, fuck it, that's where we're going. Lean into it, yeah. Yeah. Beverly Hills Housewives, that's pretty much all they do is just every episode is get them drunk and then they fight. Show something glamorous, then they fight. That's pretty much every reality TV show is just some people who are going to act undignified. That's all people want, undignified action. I don't know, if I said, if you got off at a reality show where it's just like, look, we're just going to put a camera in your house and we just need you to fight with your girlfriend all the time. I don't see that working. (laughs) It's not because of the fighting. Like we could probably engineer that really well. It's just that like at home, I like to like walk around in my underwear a lot. And like my underwear isn't like the nicest underwear. Like I look pretty dingy and I like to be relaxed. The thought of someone being in my house or having like, having to wear pants. No, they don't want you to wear pants. They want you to be completely natural. Yeah, no. Dingy underwear is part of the reason why they want you for the show. That's why I don't want to be 
on TV in my dingy underwear. That's me time. So you want to be famous and on TV, but reality show doesn't really seem like your cup of tea. Certain reality TV. Not that follow you around everywhere you go all day reality. There's other reality TV shows. See, I think I could do that. The stalking you with cameras. Why not? What true. have I got to hide? That's fair enough. They can see my dingy underwear. What do I care? What do you care? Oh, that's true. If, if people are interested, then that's fine, isn't it? I've been humiliated worse in my life. <laughs> Probably not as publicly. But hey, but this is public. <laughs> that's what we're aiming for. I don't know. People would love me. People would hate me. It'd be awesome. I, I, people would hate you, yeah. There's very few reality TV stars who walk around and people are like, oh my God, I love you. People would be trying to buy me new underwear because they'd be like, yours are dingy. We saw them. That's a nice way to think of it. It'd probably be more that people would come up and rip your underwear. Hey, there's that guy. Let's go break his underwear. Nah, I'm an optimist. They're going to buy me underwear. Totally believe you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You wouldn't want to wake up the first thing in the morning and stare down the barrel of a camera. In all honesty, I'd rather be famous for like, you know, talent. I don't really want fame. I want like success in a uh, artistic fashion. Whereas reality TV has no art to it. Yeah, but that sounds too hard. It just sounds easier to exist around cameras. I mean, if Kim Kardashian can do it, surely I can do it. Yeah, but you know what she's got that you don't? Probably a lot of things. Exactly. There's a lot of steps. It's not just like, well, Kim Kardashian did it so I can do it. You're not rich. You are not plastic surgeried up. You're not female. You never married or had sex with Kanye West. Your father's not a woman, is he? No, and I'm willing yeah. to do all of those things. And I am talking to my dad about that last one. I like the idea. I just have the, the dad, look, I am on the verge of greatness. But what I need you to do is have surgery where your genitalia is removed. Dad, how much do you love your son? What lengths would a father go to to let his child achieve greatness? At least six inches, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, just look, just wear a wig. Just identify as a woman. Just You have to say publicly and on TV that you are a woman. I mean, come on. Your penis really peaked when it made me, so... <laughs> it's useless now. Throw it away. It's an empty vessel. <laughs> I mean, uh. you saw the brother that came after me. I mean, clearly... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not up for it at this stage. Yeah, and that is, it's sad because that is literally the only thing holding you back from being <laughs> successful in television. His need to identify as a man, the only thing. And then you and Kim Kardashian are like, you know, equals as far as I can see. Yeah, there is literally no difference between us. Not a single difference, no. You don't think a reality show about me would be successful? Hell no. Why not? I'm in it. <laughs> I'm here right now. I mean, I know that there is that like, well, you'd be surprised what is successful. What seems to work well is places that have lots of money. When there's rich people who act like idiots, they want rich people to be petty and squalor and unhappy. Oh yeah, when you come over, I would be getting annoyed at you for like the smallest things and turning it into a huge drama. Yeah, but that's just like Halzo's, you know what I mean? It's just like, man, like you parked your Corolla like out the front, like it's near my unmowed lawn. Like this is like not what people want to hear. They want to hear like, did you put your Mercedes on my recently returfed football field. Yeah, that's what it's for. And did you walk your whatever shoes across the whatever flower bed? I don't know. Rich people stuff. Literally every argument would end with me going like, oh, that's it. I'm going to the diary room. And then it just <laughs> cut to me like bitching about you behind your back. Do now I, you're not here to defend yourself. Do I get to go in the diary room too? Or is it just for you in your reality show? I guess you would as well. They'd probably cover other people. Knocking on the door. Hey, other people have to confess. Hurry it up <laughs> in there. 
You're going to be him, long. Light a match and move on. Because you got to remember, this is a reality TV show, so they're following everything. Like, that's filming you while you, like, wash the dishes. And, and then I can just sit there and explain to them tediously how I'm doing it and, like, what my little secrets are. I like to scrub in a counterclockwise direction. This is an instant hit. We can tell. <laughs> I noticed while I was saying that, like, the people who are listening can't see, but I was actually miming that out, and I realized halfway through that I was actually scrubbing in a clockwise direction, and then I had to correct. <laughs> myself so i would mess that up too why must you lie about your cleaning you just ruin the reality show i like to imagine that it would be a wild success despite any logic until that happens and people are like why does he say counterclockwise but he's being clockwise and that's the end of the show like the cameras literally stop and they'll just leave what if i just like set fire to my couch would that make the episode more interesting yeah absolutely but what would be even more interesting is the next episode where you have to sit on your burnt couch <laughs> <laughs> see i've just made two episodes interesting See, now here's a question because if it is to be a success, it has to stay where it starts, which means that all your reality TV money, you don't get to, you cannot show it. You can have, you can get paid millions of dollars for being a celebrity success, but it cannot interfere with the show at all. So whatever you have here is all you can ever have. You have to, and because they follow you around 24 seven, you will always live a poor life. No, I want to be rich. Yeah. Well, no, that's not the show. The show is people suffering. I don't want to suffer. Specifically you. Can't people enjoy? a show about me having a good time and being rich. Name one show that that happens on. The Kardashians. They don't have a good time. They squalor about everything. They're always unhappy and they just bitch. Yeah, but then they like get stuff. Yeah, they get stuff but they're unhappy and they were rich to begin with. I could be like annoyed at you that you weren't happy enough for me that I got a new Ferrari which I'm pretty sure is probably an episode. Oh, that's totally an episode of the Kardashians but the problem is you didn't start with Ferraris and stuff. You started with this couch that you're about to set on fire. Yeah. And you're not allowed to replace it. But if I replace it, I'll do something even bigger to the next one. I could just destroy a new couch every week. It'd be the thing in the show. That could be a thing. But then all, gag. The couch budget. There was one of the guys from Jackass did a reality show called Viva La Bam. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, it was Bam was the one in that if, if you couldn't put that together. <laughs> That was essentially his thing. He was a rich dude who lived in a house and just destroyed the house. That's because he was new stuff and then destroyed that. Because his parents were rich and he was like that before it started. Whereas like the other guys lived in their car. See, I assumed that like they were rich because it was Jackass money. I thought his parents were living off him. No, I'm pretty sure it was the other way around. Like he did well out of Jackass because he was the editor. He did all the the film stuff because his parents gave him that stuff. And this was back when that stuff was like hard to get. It was it was a rich person thing to have. So yeah, no, he was well looked after. He was the rich kid slumming it with the idiots and that's why whenever you watch it he very rarely actually in Jackass and his show Viva La Bam very rarely did Bam actually get any of the bad stuff like he'd be involved and every now and again like he'd get whipped on his butt or something but everyone else was actually getting all the bad pranks done to them he was a bully really I do remember there was an episode that did have Johnny Knoxville coming in as a guest and then Johnny Knoxville thought it was funny to like fuck with him yes and you could tell Bam was like this isn't cool we usually pick on the other guys i have seen and there's a few jackasses you see where things happen to bam and he's just acts like the biggest bitch everyone else is like ow i'm in pain or like like oh you got me or like ah oh, stop where he's like stop it oh like he is a total spoiled brat and for our generation he was like the role model for spoiled brat assholes who want to treat people like dirt yeah so i kind of have a reality show like his well, you, you got to start there because if you start low and then you build up as the seasons go by there's a conclusion and people 
people would be like, oh, Ben's made it. If they actually liked you, they'd be like, oh, Ben's made it. I don't need to watch anymore. He's okay. So what you're saying is I need to start doing needlessly cruel pranks on you now. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. But you have to film them and show them to lots of people. It only works if you're cruel to me and then mock me to other people. Wait, what am I saying? Well, like you like your car, for example. If that were to end up in a river, that would make pretty cool footage. That would. That would actually be very funny. Because you would like lose your shit and want to hit me. You possibly would hit me. Yeah, that's true. I would. So the question is, are we making a show where bad things happen to me or bad things happen to me and then you need to go to hospital afterwards? <laughs> that's actually a genius show now that you've brought it up. Like, it's a show where you do elaborately horrible, cruel things to me and then you like get a broken arm. Let's say I did go to that extent and I put your car in the river and you've noticed that and you broke up and you're just like, what the fuck, Ben? And you can see I've got like some dude there filming it. Like as mad as you are and as much as you want to hit me, do you at least let me get the footage? Oh yeah, I get the shtick. And secretly, it doesn't matter what you did. The fact that you managed to do something that elaborate, I am kind of impressed. <laughs> like I'd be like, wow, I'm about to break your face, but good on you for being motivated. You organized this, you set up the shoot, you fooled me, but now seriously, you are going to bleed. <laughs> and I'd expect the same back. <laughs> So long as you let me get my shot, I'm fine then, I guess. The show only works if you do something cruel, you see me distraught, and then you see you in a lot of pain. That's great. I've got to let the guy keep filming so he can get all of it. This and might be the perfect show. And plus, if the footage goes, like, over well and we make a heap of money from it, then at the very least, i got to buy you a new car. Exactly. And i got to probably pay your medical bills or something. Yeah, but if the footage didn't work out and, like, you ended up stopping it, then I, well, I can't afford to buy you a new car. Exactly. It has to keep going. We've got to finish the season yeah. now. And like, but it wouldn't even just be monetary things. It'd be like, you know, things that ruin my life. Make uh, relationships with my mother awkward or something like that. Find a reason to wreck my life. And then I find a reason to physically wreck yours. And then so even though it becomes a success, we, our lives still suck. <laughs> You'll end up being addicted to painkillers and I'll have no future. How would you feel if like I ha I systematically destroyed your life. Like every relationship, everything just like fell apart. You end up being like this hobo on the street who's just like suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder from this whole experience. And then I come up to you and I'm just like, dude, I sold the footage. Here's $10 million. That's your cut. Hell yeah. Like you had your whole life taken away. You were like questioning oh, whether you could $10 go million. on. It's like 10 million. It's like, get, get the fuck out of here. It's like, yeah, just. Yeah, I can get a new life, a better life. <laughs> $10 million gets me a better life this piece of shit I call a life right now. I can live really good like that. Totally worth it. <laughs> Even before the money, I'd still be objectively impressed by you. Like that's pretty hard to orchestrate. You're like, wow, he left no stone unturned. <laughs> he was so thorough. It was insane. I've never mentioned this person to him. Somehow I got them to hate me. <laughs> He really dug deep. <laughs> you had to go and like interview my mum, get multiple like friend interviews, like really deep dive into my like high school. I had like multiple private investigators looking into you <laughs> from like all aspects of your life. Not only did he get my past relationships, but he figured out somehow mathematically figured out people I would meet in the future that would be important to me. So when I finally meet them, they just like spit in my face and hate me. I don't even know why. I've like grabbed them and brainwashed them into hating you <laughs> and then released them back out. And they don't remember any of this. They just know to be like repulsed by you. <laughs> 
Yeah, $10 million. We can do it. Uh, <laughs> right, so the point of that was Kevin Smith did a reality show for his friends. And I want a reality show where I go to space. Yeah, and I shoot things <laughs> in space. Okay, now there was one thing on this page I did want to check out. Kevin Smith's relationship with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, well, Harvey Weinstein is the guy who bought the rights to Clerks. Imagine having that on your Wikipedia page, relationship with Harvey Weinstein. Like, even if it's bad, even if it was like, I told him I want nothing to do with him, the fact that they've... it's established very high up in your Wikipedia page that you have a relationship with him doesn't sound good for you. I think it's when they were, uh, him and his brother Bob were working for Miramax or owned Miramax and that's who bought Clerks but also had the continued making his films such as like all the films that you like were made by either Miramax or the Weinstein company. Dogma, Clerks. Yeah, that's who distributed his thing. Yeah. So basically Harvey Weinstein was his distributor. But their relationship soured when, uh, but because of a financial failure. Yeah, there was always arguments of the money with Clerks and especially Clerks 2. But they didn't actually make a lot of money from Clerks 2, even though that movie was quite successful. Like, did it all go to Weinstein or no one made money? Harvey Weinstein claims that the movie never profited, therefore he's not entitled to pay. Ah, aha, a good accountant. That's what he did. Yeah. So apparently, yes, yeah, since then they didn't really talk. Okay, and he said, yeah, when the allegations came out, he immediately uh, disowned the man. He because said he was ashamed. He was ashamed because he has talked about him like he was a hero. He's like my friend, like my father. Wow. Imagine you found out that someone that you've gone out of your way to be like, no, this guy, he's like a father figure to me like no he is a personal hero oh my god what if kevin smith turned out to you said he was your hero what if he turned out you would have to distance yourself hard i mean i said i also liked louis ck as well and yeah but that was kind of annoying when that happened i think that was one everyone just went you know what like asterisks everyone it's a safety all right and he was the most technicality of all the people i don't think kevin smith would i don't think you got any problems there he's too lazy yeah no he doesn't seem like that type he seems uh, very soft yeah, every story I've heard about him when he talks about, like, he seems to be under his wife's thumb pretty hard. Yeah. Like, he's one of those guys. You're like, oh, like, wife is boss. You know, I just do my thing. And, you know, she's nice to me sometimes. <laughs> she does not care that he's this big, famous dude. Like, well, yeah, you just make clerks. All right. So that was kind of a disappointment. I thought this was going to be like they had some big thing. But really, it's just Harvey Weinstein is the guy who made all his money. <laughs> you're thinking that's how clerks got made. It's like, yeah, but you're going to have to jerk me off to get it made. He invited me back to his hotel hotel room he was wearing nothing but a towel he said you know oh your ice hockey jersey looks cute on you i like the way you wear that backwards cap boy tell me is that beard ticklish though it said that kevin smith donated two thousand dollars a month for how long oh just two thousand dollars a month so it's to do with the residuals of the movies that he made instead of keeping the monies and it's to women in film it's in capitals so it must be an organization called women in film two thousand dollars doesn't seem like a lot but maybe he didn't get paid much so that's probably what that is well that's just his residuals from those movies I thought his residuals would be more than that well he said it was very low like lower than expected pretty piss poor this is after Weinstein's accounting I mean though that said like if you were getting $2,000 a month for things that you did years ago that'd be pretty cool that would be pretty cool like he doesn't have to make clerks anymore he just still gets paid for it he just still gets paid for it for the rest of his life like there are people who they're getting the residuals their kids are getting the royalties for like songs and stuff that were done 50 years ago imagine that you're just born into like here's some money because your dad did something like forever you own this anytime someone uses it how would you feel if like let's say we were doing stuff and like we're famous and everything and I did something so bad you now 
now had to donate $2,000 a month just oh. because you were associated with me. I would be so pissed. I don't have $2,000 a month to, to donate to anyone. In fact, I'd be taking up collections to make it. See, it's easy to have these like problems and um, fix them when you are successful. When you have money rolling in, it's easy to be like, oh, just, yeah, I'll put $2,000 this way, you know. Hey, I made a whole bunch of movies. That's what I'll do. But if you're poor and unsuccessful and like a poor unsuccessful Harvey Weinstein is just a douchebag guy, just a terrible human being, but he has no leverage. Hey, yeah, come back to my hotel room and we'll discuss it. Piss off your perv. You don't own Miramax. There's no pull for it. Uh, is he actually in jail now? I think so. Pretty sure he is. If not, he should be. Yeah, I remember he was dragging it out with like health issues or whatever it was. Mm, yeah, he brought a walker. He begins his 23-year sentence at a New York State prison. Doesn't say when. On Wednesday? This Wednesday? Like the Wednesday that just happened? No, that was all the way back to March 2020. Okay, so that Wednesday. 23 years. He's not going to survive 23 years. Not in prison. Good. Ooh, that came out harsh. I don't think anyone's going to get mad at you like yeah, condemning I, Harvey Weinstein. It's a pretty safe thing. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And feel free to lash out and say any jokes you want about him. I don't think anyone's rushing to his defense. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's a free target. Yeah, yeah. Even if he does live long enough, he's not going to live long enough. How's Bill Cosby going in prison? I haven't heard anything about him since he got locked up. They just kind of yeah. ignore him. Is he out yet? I thought we would get like updates of like, oh, this is what happened to Bill in prison. But I guess it's kind of boring in there. Well, yeah, it is boring. But I imagine that Bill still has like a bunch of like, like there would be certain gangs in prison. They'd be like, nah, that, that's Bill Cosby. We look after him. When I was a kid, he was the man. I used to watch his show. Mr. Cosby, I eat jello pudding because of you. You okay. Weinstein, I don't know if there's a gang that actually cares about him. Nah, he's getting shivved in the first week. He'd still have sway at getting movies out and stuff. So there'd be a lot of guys like, yo, you should do a movie about me. Someone's going to come up to him and go, man, I got a movie idea. Exactly. And now he's going to sit down and listen to this guy's bullshit movie idea and say complimentary things. Or he just has to say, look, you protect me in here. When you get out, you will get your movie made. That's has he learned nothing though? Like trying to get favors out of people to give him like movie deals. That's why he's in there in the first place. Well, what are they going to do? Put him back in there again? <laughs> Put him in the next prison? Stick to your guns. I mean, at least he can't, like there's no women for him to hurt. Just men that he can't physically assault. Did Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein go to the same prison? That's probably not right though. I'm sure there's more than like one celebrity prison. Like, I, I don't think they get to go to someplace special. I would really like it if there was a celebrity prison and there was just like, a bunch of famous people in there. Like it's the cell where Martha Stewart used to go. Yeah. I imagine that there would be a lot of rappers. They'd just be in and out all the time. It'd be kind of like Arkham Asylum and Batman where you just walk through and it's all famous people. And they're all just as crazy as the Batman. That would be fun to see. So we're going to end reviewing Kevin Smith's Wikipedia page by talking about Harvey Weinstein. There's got to be something better than that. <laughs> I really don't have any more left. Nah, screw it. Ending on Harvey Weinstein is how we're going to do it. What would you rate the page, Garth? How do we get that taste out of our mouth? Oh, hey, there it says Harley Quinn Smith. You didn't make that up. No, I didn't. I totally believe you now. And wife Jennifer Schwalbach Smith. Oh my God. On his occupation list, it says podcaster. They could just say person. It's almost like a blemish to him, like filmmaker, actor, comedian, podcaster. Oh, he does have several podcasts though. But still like, yeah, like it'd be a section like podcasting is a big deal to him. Oh, that's nice. All right. I guess I better rate it then. That, that counts as a distraction. People have totally forgot about where we left. I'd have to rate this a clerks out of a possible Johnny Depp's daughter because this, this was, we just talked. It wasn't some spectacular future. It wasn't some amazing, like huge, this could be something big and great. If you heard Johnny Depp's daughters and something, you go, I kind of have to see that just like that builds intrigue immediately. I want to give her a chance. Jaden Smith, like screw him. Johnny
Johnny Depp didn't make a big deal. He tried to get him a get his daughter in like almost an indie film. So that's what it could have been. But it was more like clerks, like, you know, just good dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun. It was fun. Um, it's always nice when we do something that you have a, uh, a in-depth knowledge of. And I didn't know he was your hero. I know that you've you've mentioned him before. You've talked about him, but I didn't know how deep it ran. Huh. And it is fun because it's something that I've also grown up around, but we all started in different places and we all remember different things. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was fun. I enjoyed it. What did you think, Ben? All right. Well, I'm going to give my rating out of six because that's how many movies he has in, I think it's called the viewer skew universe which is the universe that he has that contains jay and silent bob in it those movies yeah they're clerks more rats chasing amy dogma jay and silent bob straight back clerks 2 and jay and silent bob reboot and so i'm gonna give him a five out of six i guess that's because that's how many of those movies i've seen which is fair enough (laughs) but once you see the reboot i should definitely see that because like i said that he was an inspiration of mine and did make me want to become a filmmaker And one thing also a couple of years ago, because I was a fan of his when I saw he had podcasts out, I actually started listening to a couple for a while. And I haven't actually listened to an episode in a few years now because I used to have a job back then where I could just listen to a heap of podcasts. So I'd listen to him. He was talking on his podcast and talking about how simple it was to do a podcast and how much fun and enjoyable it is. I remember he said, like, you listening to this, if you can, like just get out there get a friend do a podcast is this everything that we do because of Kevin Smith and it's kind of like it almost ties back into that that's why I wanted to do him as a Wikipedia page because it's almost like he was kind of like an inspiration to push me to go like yeah I might try having a podcast oh my god am I Jay (laughs) you're you're Jay I really do fit the description oh my god I'm kind of happy about that I like this you just found some dude you knew around the way that you weren't necessarily Mm. (laughs) associated with when hey you want to do a podcast hell yeah i do yeah and that's the thing i don't know how to explain it with kevin smith because i don't think he's the most talented person to ever exist but i do find him very entertaining and so it is somebody who i do kind of look up to i want to be a filmmaker like him i like doing podcasts like he likes doing podcasts i would like to have a stupid reality show where i bought you a comic book store yeah i'd like that too i'd probably sell it immediately but hey i'd have the money so he seems like someone whose career I would most want to emulate. Because even going forward of making his movies that did well, but now he's going down to just making movies with his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. And he's just making the movies he wants to make. Yeah, he's in the position where he can do that. That would be really good to be in. That's my plan. I want to get successful, make movies that make me popular, and then make movies that nobody cares about, except me. (laughs) And get Johnny Depp to be in them. Yes, because your kids go to the same school or something. No, get Johnny Depp's daughter to be in it, because her kid will be in the same school as your adopted kid. Yeah, I'm going to have to adopt a kid. From Kenya or something. Yeah, oh yeah, you got to get one from a foreign country. That's trendy. Yeah, Venezuela. <laughs> now, I'll get like one from Scotland. That's where I'd go for my adopted kid. They're a little red-headed kid. No. <laughs> no. Well, if you're going to go Scotland. The, the Scottish will be brown, black, or blonde. I just, I, it's just a thing. Are there blonde Scottish people? Sure, why not? I mean, the Vikings went over there for a bit. I'm sure there's Ewan McGregor. Is he blonde? No, he's got brown hair. It's Scottish blonde. So long as you call him Garth, it's fine. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear. All right, so we got the usual stuff to plug. You got the YouTube channel. We've got some cool videos up there. That's Humidor is the YouTube channel. Yep. Also got Humidor is the Facebook page, Instagram and Twitter 
as well. And you can see the little comic that gets put up about the episode, every episode, which thanks to Brendan again for that. That's really cool. Those comics each time. Always funny. Love it. You can email the podcast at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com or just go to humidor.com.au to find everything. Oh, I'm doing a show this week. First stand up I've done in a while. Um, You have to buy tickets. Go through the Facebook and find me if you're interested to come see a show. I think it's in West End. And I, yeah, I do have an apology to make as well. I think on the last episode, you were plugging an improv show that you were running, which I actually did come along and check that one out. But I remember you said like, get tickets before they sell out. And I kind of like laughed at you for that. And (laughs) they actually did sell out. So well done for that, sir. Which I think they sold out maybe a couple of hours after the podcast came up. Yeah, because the podcast came up. I know who bought the tickets, so no. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let me have this. But at the same time, what it means is that when it came when it was released that was accurate like there were tickets available we weren't false advertising but then it sold out very quickly yeah so um, I'm doing another show Uh, apology for accepted forgiven whatever it was a fun night thank you for coming along Uh, and yeah I'm doing another show and I'll be doing another show so keep keep looking out yeah definitely so I think that's all for this episode yeah I've been Ben Graw I've been Garth Remington and we'll catch you on the next wiki review Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Gah, 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 graw.